Welcome to Black Oil and Bee Stings, the officially unofficial podcast for X-Files on Fox. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And I almost forgot what show we were talking about and what the name of any network or podcast is. I almost forgot it all. Throw a bunch of AMC, FX, Fox, HBO, uh, Comic-Con. It's on one of the channels we don't usually talk about. Uh, can we just not do this week? Can we skip this week and not talk about politics and religion and terrorism and all that stuff? No, I don't think we can. You sure? I, can we go back to, like, art trash monsters and global government conspiracies? We can talk about David Duchovny dancing achy breaky heart with giant mushroom <laughs> okay. uh, rings on. That sounds good. I mean, that's... I'm down for that. It's, it's, it's too bad that... Oh, man, I don't know. This was a terrible episode. This yeah, was offensive I, on all, many, many levels. Uh, it, but it's, it's being offensive to make a point. A, a, a very obvious point, Certainly. and it makes me feel bad for Chris Carter that he hasn't he that either he's pitching it to an audience that he thinks has this surface level grasp of any kind of complex nuanced issue, or that he himself has such a surface grasp of a complex issue. Did he write this one? Did he yes, write the last? This two? is this is this was his joint, oh, he written and directed. Okay, Chris Carter D- didn't didn't like much of it. I, I liked Mulder going on his acid or his um, shroom trip, but even that almost goes too far. Like I get there's you know I'm the fan service guy. I love those episodes. This felt like do you remember when Aaron Paul and Brian Cranston did the Pawn Stars knockoff thing for like the Oscars mm-hmm. or the yeah. Emmys? Like that was super funny, but if that was in the middle of an uh, of a Breaking Bad episode, you'd be like, "What the fuck is going on here? This is like so divorced from any kind of reality that, like, yes, it's funny and I enjoy watching it, but it's kind of you are trading on the good name of the X Files to do this, and there's only so many times you can cash that in before it's worthless." Uh huh. And that's how I felt about it. While I was enjoying it, and I was enjoying all the cameos, just and then the fact that he wasn't even on mushrooms. I don't think that's true. You think that I fake think, Scully lied to him? Yes. I, I I think there's some there's a line with Miller when they're in the airport getting ready to head out, where he's they they say something about like. I don't know. Miller brings it into question that she actually gave him a placebo, and I, th- I think maybe she didn't. I think maybe she gave him the real thing. Hmm. I don't know because that was, those looked like that's what I thought. Like those looked like dietary supplements, right? They, sure. <sighs> I've taken pills like that before and not. Oh, I bet not tripped. <laughs> <laughs> well, those are the ones I didn't trip on. Uh, can we? T- I want to before we get to the autopsy uh, mm-hmm. on, of this episode. I want to share something that uh, uh, Sumu sent in to me via the forums uh, last week. Uh, There's a documentary about Banksy and his trip to America. Yeah. Um, Because we asked the questions, like, is this a thing, this illegal trade of artwork? And, like, do people actually steal? Yes. Yes. Yes, they do. There's a whole, like, they've they've got... uh, uh, ways to like, I mean, there were, and, and not just like, okay, it's like there's steel shutter Doherty painted. Okay, fine. That's, that's all you need is an angle grinder and, and some time, but sure. like taking brick, whole walls. brick walls, like they were, yeah. had some way to re to cut it and then reinforce it with metal and just take it out like a giant cookie cutter <laughs> and then s- steal display own. Like it's, it's really, I auction. Uh, 
honestly, I came away with more respect for the Trashman episode after that because that was a really cool cultural hook that I had no idea existed. Uh, mm. I'm going to send uh, – it, it's an HBO documentary. Uh, I'm going to send you uh, – I'm not going to send you. I'm going to post into the show notes a YouTube link to the trailer. It's about in a minute, 30 seconds. If you think it's awesome, you should check out the full-blown documentary because it's, it's, it's a trip. So okay. all praise goes to the trash man. Trash man smelled like a rose <laughs> after this week. Right. Uh, yeah, that was, that was a fun episode last week. This one, we'll see. Why don't we get into the recap? Yeah. Okay. We start with uh, a Muslim man praying, making a sandwich. He drives down the road and gets harassed by a bunch of rednecks in a car. Uh, that was a truck. Uh, uh, yeah, a truck. Maybe a with, vehicle. Maybe with nuts hanging off the back, I think, they established in one. Probably. That seemed like a truck nuts kind of guy. Sure. Uh, he pulls up to a hotel where he's greeted by a friend, and they drive to an art gallery. They go inside, and it blows up. Mm-hmm. And, and I, at this point... I was feeling pretty smug because I'm like, wow, that's really horrific. There's people on fire running out. This is this is a terrible scene. Mm-hmm. There's no fucking way the X-Files is going to do a standard Muslim blowing up shit episode. These are going to be exactly. like artists. Mm-hmm. Um, that they were this there for innocent reasons. Uh, or there's a guy who who like is a supervillain going around That's, blowing shit up and they got caught in the crossfire. And, and then when it became clear that they were the bombers, I'm like, oh, well, there's going to be some Muslim guy who can, like a fanatic that's controlling their minds. You can't just do a straight up right. terrorist right. at this point with no nuance at all. My alarm bells were ringing from the very beginning. And I was like, this is, this has a lot of potential to be offensive. And I, yes, like from both sides, right? Like yes. it, from, from the angle of not all Muslims are terrorists, right? A, right. From the angle of not all Texans hate people, right? Who don't look like them, sure. Uh, and all of that's in there. Yep. They eventually get around to a point, which is yes, you're right. Very, very obvious, not nuanced at all. But it is a point, and they're trying to say something better, and kind of as a whole with this it's, thing. It's so just... I. It comes it let off, them off the hook for those things. I it think. comes off like Derek Zoolander advocacy. Okay, like you're you're honest. Like even if your heart's in the right place, you are doing way more damage with your center for kids who can't read so good and want to do other things well too. That, that uh-huh. you might as well just stay at home, man. Like if this is what you have to say about Muslim American relations. In the 21st century, mm-hmm. go fuck yourself. It's not furthering the conversation. No. It's, it's, if anything, barely, it's not even keeping up with the conversation. So, again, like if you're, if, if I'm an audience member, I'm thinking either Chris Carter thinks he's developing for Fox mm-hmm. and doesn't understand that Fox News and, and Fox Entertainment are different companies that have kind of different right. sensibilities and thinks that I'm a mouth breathing idiot that hasn't picked up a newspaper in 15 years, which I'm offended because you think I'm an idiot. Or two, you yourself, Chris Carter, have these views and think this is something that needs to be said. And also, I, you know, what is my biggest bugaboo with entertainment, Jim? What's the one thing that like sets my teeth on edge? I thought it was tone, but I don't know how it could possibly be where you're going. When you mix Probably a ha ha fan service, okay. oh my god, with right. suicide bombers, right? With I, what the it's fuck a, are it's you a thinking? Tough stew to make, and yeah. I don't think they quite pull it off. That Key and Peel might be able to do some shit like that and actually have it be important enough and nuanced enough to be both funny and like, uh, uh-huh. Chris Carter, 
you don't got that skill set, man. Put those <laughs> tools back on the shelf. Sure, I'm with you. Uh, I had no idea what this place was. I saw all these nice cars outside at first, and I was like, oh, this is some kind of like car dealership or something, but it turns out it's an art gallery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they're, they're talking about it. Like, if you didn't make the connection, the stuff that they're talking about on the TV is this actual event, the things yes. that they're arguing about over the course of this episode. Yes. Uh, and they mention, you know, an art gallery and all that stuff. So, so apparently this art gallery was showing uh, a, a showing a, a piece of art yeah. that depicted the Prophet Muhammad on a toilet shitting, shitting Muslim extremists. Yeah. Which actually sounds like an interesting art exhibit. Yeah, and I'd I, go see it. And sure. I feel like that, uh, you know, the the the... I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I feel like that that's kind of where religion gets to equilibrium with secularism, where you can do things like the piss Christ, something that even I as an atheist, like that's just fucking offensive and has no artistic value whatsoever. Right. But we shouldn't decapitate the guy because he did it. Like sure. he's got yeah. poor taste and he's doing, he's being offensive as a stunt. Maybe that's art. I don't know. But when you can make something like that with, the Prophet Muhammad, uh, I feel like that's when we'll know that the the secularism versus religion balance with Islam is 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 pretty in a good spot. Okay, and I if if that was some kind of like I you know uh, if that was like the thing like it's some kind of supporting of artists and the fact that you should be able to be offensive, but they don't really do much with that. That was just the the that yeah. was just a setup. That's just a naked setup. This is something that happened today, and this is what it could happen. And uh. right, the only the only discussion about it even is on those TVs, and it's very brief glimpses of it. And it was also a stere. I mean, there is also stereotype of the two sided debate that we mm-hmm. have on American television. That is it's two people shouting at each other, not, not listening to each other's yeah. points, not giving any ground. It's just ugh. Sure. Uh, so we go to Mulder and Scully in their office and they're talking about, uh, well, Mulder's talking about the sounds of trumpets that people have heard out of nowhere when their doppelgangers, Miller and Einstein show up. Uh, they say that the terrorist from the first scene is technically still alive and Miller wants to try to talk with him. I, I debated about whether or not to use the word terrorist or use the word bomber. Uh, there are several reviews I've read of this that don't use the word terrorist. Why wouldn't you? They'd only say bomber. Like bombing. It depends a on whether or not you believe. Reasons. <laughs> well, it, it depends on whether or not you believe his mom. Well, so... and what she says about his change of heart, because that would be like calling someone who went into a building intending on murdering someone, never did it, and walked out a murderer. And you can't. You can't. So do you're that. saying the one that's thought crime, and we don't. We don't do that shit. Right. So you're saying that the one guy had a change of heart at the last minute and decided not to, and his buddy is the if, one that... Yeah, if you believe his mom, which I'm not sure I do, but but I think the episode is trying to tell me that I should with all the, the tripping stuff and Mulder's yeah. visions. and like. So I don't know. Yeah. I, d- I don't know how to label this guy, but I put terrorist in here. I don't feel great about it. That's what I'm like. But what I, are you gonna do? Yeah. Um, well, his, certainly everyone else was a, a stereotypical. Yeah. Oh, there are terrorists stereo, in this all show. caps word stereotypical. Absolutely. Uh, a terrorist. Mm-hmm. So I. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. Like you're splitting some fine metaphysical hairs, and like I felt the show injected a lot of confusion into whether 
you know that's it's yeah. problematic that you you're using the attempt at the agent to communicate with this supposedly innocent party as a mechanism and an avenue and a vehicle for humor humor like right the, to, to the right. point that i i did not i i honestly i didn't pick up what they're trying to do with the mother at all on the first watch okay and i did i almost came in just one the what the one watch like i've i've <laughs> yeah, not done yeah. that ever had I taken notes the first watch, I might have, but yeah, right. But I had to have an outline, so I watched it again. <laughs> yeah, but I'd like, oh, I mean, I don't want to get in here and 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 make a whole bunch of jackass statements and and you know have anybody say, well, blah blah blah. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And that's I also have to say that there are a lot of people who probably are not as sensitive to the geopolitical concerns and just enjoyed the mushroom trip and. More power to yeah, you, man. I, I thought it was fun. Yeah, it that part. Funny. And it was fun. I, I think it's way too much. But if that's what you want to take away from the episode, then fine, fine. Yeah, I did enjoy that scene, but I, I do agree with your sentiment that maybe it was uh, not warranted for this episode. Yeah, it's something that maybe they should have danced around a little bit more lightly. And the other thing, like Seppenwall seems like he's bending over backwards to be generous even with his criticism like oh you know if chris carter had maybe a 13 episode run maybe he wouldn't have to compress all these like man i've got no sympathy you've had a decade or more to refine these concepts Uh and this is what you knew it wasn't a surprise like fox didn't come in after you'd written 13 scripts and said surprise motherfuckers six episodes this is what everybody signed up on so these structural flaws to me if I'm a creator, I'm thinking, wow, this is my chance to create a Fabergé egg of a season and really get people stoked. I I question whether he wants to do the X-Files. Yeah, so that's interesting in the in the context, especially of Miller and Einstein. Like, it feels like, uh, I, I agree with Seppenwall, I think he said this in his review, where it feels like they had the 500 pilot. ideas and they wanted to stick them all into yeah. these six episodes. Yeah. And so they just crammed it all together. Yeah. And made it work. That's a terrible way to write a series. Yeah, it doesn't feel cohesive. It feels like I could have done an episode where they played more with this twin paradox stuff and had like a villain who was also like aging real fast or aging real slow or something like that. And they really messed with those ideas. But instead, they crammed it into an episode where the main thrust is this idea of uh, transcendental communication, I guess, Uh, uh. Uh, that sort of thing. And I also and like. I, I feel like, like that the, there is a way you could tell this core terrorist plot mm-hmm. in a way that would be both interesting, sensitive, and sure. non-exploitative. But by pairing it with the kind of absurd caper, twin paradox plot. <laughs> yeah, and that's the other thing. Like, man, Chris Carter, you've got to make this red come in. You got to have this redhead rocking the classic Scully outfit. They and, are doppelgangers. I mean, they're. They're almost more extreme versions, and, like, there's... Man, there was just but no... I, I feel like they're a lot like Mulder and Scully were back in the day, no right? No was... That, was that was the joke to the oomph degree. Right, but when you say more extreme versions, I don't think so. I think they're just earlier versions of Mulder I don't Mulder think Scully. Scully was ever as dismissive and rude and kind of just stick up her ass as Einstein was. Mm, okay. And I don't think Fox was ever as earnest and naive and really 
No, I, I mean maybe. I mean, beginning. this could be X Files colored glasses, but uh, you know, I, I just I don't feel like, and then maybe again, I feel like they're a little bit more extreme because they were being played for comic effect. Right, they're also parody. Sure. Did you buy? Because I the, what I thought you were going to say is that you agreed with his thesis that this was a stealth. Uh, this is a stealth pilot for like an X Files: The Next Generation. It, I totally could see that, and I, I was thinking it. It's so poorly conceived that I almost feel like it's poisoning the well. Like if these right. care, and and I also heard that uh, both of these characters, or at least one of them, is coming back for next week. That's that was going to be my question. Yeah, and if hmm. I have zero desire to see these two people doing X Files plots. Me too. Me too. Like I, uh, I barely have desired to continue to watch Mulder and Scully do it at this point. The six, I, I feel like on balance, when I don't know what next week's going to be. Like maybe the my struggle part two is going to be the magnum opus that ties all this together. But boy, oh boy, I feel like a week from now we're going to be th- talking about how this was just a colossal miscalculation by all involved. Yeah, yeah, uh, maybe so. We'll see. I I was hoping that they would not bring these two characters back and try and do what I think they're going to do, but it seems like they might. I mean, that tells that that if if uh, who number one who greenlights that once it's, it's greenlighted, Fox. that screams canceled after six episodes. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> which well, is funny because that's what this tenth season is. They green they probably greenlight that because they know they can't get uh, David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson back, which I still still think is ridiculous. I mean, if like not even if for they movie. want to continue the X Files, then that's kind of what they'll have to do, right? Replace them somehow. Why? I don't know. Well, I mean, they'll have to replace I, them somehow, even if it's not doppelganger. Yeah, territory. no. I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand why David Duchovny and Jillian Anderson just doesn't want to finish out their, you know, the twilight of their, their lives. <laughs> no, I mean, they can go on and be character actors, but like being leading men and women. Their their window is is almost closed, and they went out and they tried other things, and it's it's like why wouldn't you just bang out a couple more seasons of this? Tell that to Paul Newman. <laughs> he did shit until he was ninety as a leading sure, man. Sure, Robert Redford's still at it. Yep, yep, still battling the sea out there. All right, let's move on. Uh, we go to the airport. Miller and Einstein each get phone calls from uh, Scully and Mulder, telling them that they've both come up with ideas for talking to this terrorist. Uh, there's some discussion here about why Scully would still be working with Mulder and uh, Einstein's like, oh, well, she's clearly in love with him. Nothing else would explain it. Sure. Uh, which we kind of know as an audience. And I don't I don't know what the point of those lines were. We know that they were at some point in love. Yes, this is... Like they live together. They have a kid together. Like, <laughs> it's oddly not in touch with their own chronology here. Right. Like this would have been strange. way funnier in like season five. The other thing well, I is, wondered if they were trying to say something about Einstein and Miller oh, working together. And if you didn't get it, then the end of the episode where she literally lets her <laughs> hair down and tosses it over her shoulders, then, right. then you got it then. Like, I think there's <laughs> something here as well. Also, yeah. I was about to call bullshit first scene because Dana comes in after this transformative experience last week with no quarter around her neck. Oh, She's okay. still rocking the tasteful well, we cross. It. And yes, it, it. so I, I get it. It's like, okay, maybe you don't walk around with a quarter on your neck, but I'm glad we at least saw it. Okay. That this actually, you know, this this giant impact that she had in her life last episode, there's still evidence that it's rippling in her life. Like it right. should. Uh, why do you think they kind of split each of the, the pairs up here and and do like a very strange twin paradox doppelganger mix-up? I honestly think it was just so they could shoehorn and Einstein is jealous. 
angle into but it. Why? That's so weird. I because we don't care about them yet. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't know why does uh, uh, why does Sorkin write successful, independent career women who are fiercely intelligent as complete fucking bimbos in mm-hmm. any kind of situation that doesn't involve them doing their core competency. It's just a thing he does. Like I, I, I don't. I, I think Chris Carter thinks this stuff is cute. I really do. Okay. Uh, or else, why would he write and direct it this way? Right. I <laughs> and I don't. I don't think it's entirely not cute. Like I, I think there's something entertaining about seeing these weird doppelgangers and them splitting up with their counterparts of a different no, age. Like, dude, yeah. There's something about it, but it just. It didn't quite work for me. No, honestly, you pump the brakes a little bit about how much of a clone of Mulder and Scully these kids are, and maybe you don't have Mulder strapped to a table getting getting uh, a BDSM whipped by the fake Scully, uh, and and this is a and, and also you don't pair it with a a story about a man being forced into a, a, a suicide bombing with his grieving mother. Mm, yeah. There's a way. Yeah. That's, like, that's what, that's the problem. But it's the, it's, it's the, it's not just the stuff. It's not just what's on the screen. It's the excess in which it was executed is the problem. I think. Yeah. But, like, and the, the framing of it too. You're right. I mean, yeah. cause I don't mind the excess like that, that, uh, werewolf, that were monster episode mm-hmm. was totally excessive, but it was funny all the way through. It was, you know, didn't have this very heavy commentary about yeah, I, terrorism but also I feel like that there's like so. What do you think is the most excessive part about that? The most what the part? Invo- excessive part about the were monster? Well, a twenty minute conversation about turning into a were monster. Sure. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. That's just a failure turning into a human from a were monster. I mean, there was that was a little excessive. I was thinking that what how it involves Mulder and Scully is maybe Scully having sex with the were monster. But that turned out to be – I mean, I guess that's the difference between David Morgan and – or Darren Morgan and, and Chris Carter is that Darren knows that the funny thing about that is that's something Scully would never do, and that's mm-hmm. also something that Fox would instantly call bullshit on. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's humor that works with the characters rather than – though I guess Fox being a perv is canon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, How is he with drugs? I have no idea. I, I know I, how Hank Moody is, but I don't yeah, know how I, 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 Fox Mulder is. I, I don't know. I would say that he's had his experiences. Okay. All right. Because I, I got the sense as we go through this that he kind of just wanted to trip, too. Yeah, and that's, I guess, the other tonal problem is that, you know, there, Scully was appropriately somber about, hey, I've got this new way to communicate with this person, which I know is important to you, and this is also important to me because my mom died. Right. Mulder and Einstein are all kind of faux cloy, sexy pillow talk, tease, tease, tease about the same subject. I'm like, it's kind of gross. It's kind of <laughs> gross. Yeah, I don't know. It's like posing with dead soldiers kind of gross. Like, mm. you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe if it's, you're in a fucked up situation in the moment, it seemed like a good idea. But, yeah, when you see it later in the cold, cold light of day on film, it doesn't, not a good look, man. Not a good look. All right, let's move on. Pundits argue over whether terrorists hate Americans on the TV while a terrorist makes a bomb. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Certainly, certainly some terrorists hate Americans. Sure. Some terrorists hate Parisians. Some terrorists hate other people. Sure. Uh, Einstein shows up in Mulder's office, and he questions her about her view of the nature of thoughts, ideas, and weight, and whether they have any. I, man, hmm. 
this this really gets me when they start mixing physical realities and metaphor uh-huh. and confusing the two sure. because that's what Fox is trying to do here. Yeah. And Einstein appropriately calls him on his bullshit and says, yes, I, of course I believe that ideas have impact on people. Mm-hmm. What I don't believe is they have tangible mass like your fucking desk. Sure. Sorry. Yeah. I'm, no, with, her. I... I'm with her a hundred percent. Sorry, Mulder. Yeah. I realize this is a, a fictional universe where you're free to be as crazy as you want to be. Uh huh. But that's where I draw the line. Yeah, and it, it, there again, it's like when she comes in, it's like, look, I'm worried about saving more lives and making sure this doesn't happen again. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm all about... No, you're not. No, you're not. I, I really He's about felt... discovering the truth. The but truth is out there. I think you're right on. He wanted to He wanted to get blasted on the mushrooms, and if he was able that to too. talk to this young man, bonus. Young man? Oh, oh. I, I was going to say if he's able to talk to this young woman, Einstein. Uh, yeah. <laughs> bonus, too. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, there's a lot of philosophizing there. Scully tells Miller that she has a scientifically interesting idea for communicating with this guy, uh, and it's a personal mission since her mother died. I thought it was nice that like when she uh, when Einstein asked a logical question, why don't you just do this with Scully? Mm-hmm. He said soberly and properly. Well, she just had a near death experience with her mother, and I don't think she'd be receptive to this. I don't want to. I don't want to bo- bother her with this. Yeah, that came across as sincere and fairly sensitive, and also accurate. Right. So, plus, I really don't think he thought that Scully would ever get him shroom. Uh, dust, shroom juice, well, but shroom psilocybin. I, may, maybe not. Cubensis, maybe not. Know. But I do think that in most circumstances, she wouldn't be just outright offended by it. But I think under now, this circumstance, yeah. like I got to tread a little careful with her, which is nice. Definitely. I I like it when you see that they have this respect and affection for each other, even when they're not in each other's presence. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so Mulder requested Einstein dose him with shrooms. She refuses and takes off, says she has a plane to catch. Um... She she kind of thinks he's absolutely insane here, and that seems reasonable to me. Like, I imagine Scully would have had the same reaction to him saying, I could talk to this guy with shrooms. Yeah, she tells him to pound sand. Yeah. And then we go over to the hospital, and Scully tells Miller that she wants to do an MRI on this guy, ask him some questions, see if they can get a response. But then some people show up, tell him, look, you got to leave. I don't know who the fuck these people are. And neither does Chris Carter because this – I mean, I this is clearly the big bad terrorist guy has sent FBI lookalikes in – or I national guess. security lookalikes to, to eliminate this guy. Or these are actual FBI agents that just want to kill the this NSA. man. Nah, the, NSA and they speak were, Arabic. Well, so I wouldn't say that unless – because they also have these guys guarding right, his right. room they that's, that's vetting everyone, and that, these yeah. guys just blow through, but they don't have ID, or they would have shown it. They're right. not; they're afraid to have their I honestly don't. I think okay. Chris Carter wanted to do something with this, and it just either got lost in the shuffle, or you know, he's like, "Well, I can either explain this, or I can have the lone gunman in there for five seconds. Let's go with the lone gunman." <laughs> We've only got forty thousand bucks left in the budget. <laughs> I, I don't. It, it's really a bizarre plot hole. I, I think. Yeah, I guess there's just enough information there to draw some conclusions about who they are. Because then the nurse... You're right. She seems like she's just a concerned citizen. I don't... And I, I don't I use even that know if she's a nurse. Strong quotation marks. 
because uh, I thought she was just another attempt by the the terrorist guy to off this guy. But oh, see, I thought she was the other side of the equation, the hate, right? The the redneck. Oh, that's what. Yeah, sure. But I believe she's a nurse. Why would you? Why would you assume she's a nurse? She can, she can operate medical equipment, and she's got the clearance to she be can in there. Hit a power I mean, switch. Well, sure. Sure. I would you know how that. to turn off a heart lung machine? I would look for the green light and I would change it to red. <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't know. I just thought that she. There's nothing that, about the, the the situation that made me question that she was a nurse. Okay. Uh, unless these FBI guys are just the biggest fucking idiots in the world. Right. Uh, you're. Uh, yeah. Uh, you say you're NSA. Oh, go on in, buddy. Oh, you're a nurse that works here. I don't need to see ID. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Your your partner's already in there, buddy. What's going on? Like. Sure. Yeah, some selective, some selective checking on these gentlemen. Uh, yeah, so they don't leave. Um, Einstein shows up. She sees Scully, and she calls Mulder to come out to Texas. I bet you know the other the other party that could be offended is nurses. The idea that a nurse would kill that one a of nurse patients. or a doctor would forsake their Hippocratic oath, right, for politics of a person who's already on death's door. I bet a lot. There's a lot of nurses that are probably like, "Fuck this shit." Probably that's a, it's super offensive. Yeah, and they never remedy that in the episode. No, she just clumsily ig- or otherwise just an ignorant bitch that wanted to kill to take justice in her own hands. Yeah, yeah, no good. So I have a huge problem with Scully's idea. Which idea? The the, the MRI. What's well, actually idea. an electronic encephalogram? Which I don't. That's the yeah, like giant okay. hairnet with wires coming off of it. I don't sure. I don't know if it makes a difference to your analysis, but I mean, how do you it. get purchase on a skull that fucked up? <laughs> For for your sensors, well, it's just it gets it it measures surface electro changes. Yeah, it's it's EM. Like uh-huh. the, I guess the brain puts off like in a very small radius. Yeah, it's how the matrix signals. Work. Exactly how yeah. the matrix works. Yeah, yeah. they should have just jacked him in and had free his, power and had his residual self image tell them all about. Yeah, it. sure, sure. <laughs> Put him into the construct. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And and give him give him a, a bouquet of roses. With his mom over on one side, or an art gallery and a suicide vest, and see which one he picks, and then you can ah busted ya, or you can exonerate him. <laughs> you think him. that's peanut butter you're eating? <laughs> uh, you think those are balls hanging off of that pickup truck? <laughs> Look again. Uh, all right. No, I I have a problem with it because you need a baseline, and she says this later on, mm. but you can't get. A baseline from somebody that fucked up and and somebody who's non-responsive, right? Well, like, I you think have to were... be able to ask them a question. Weren't they, they attempting have to, to do that? They have to respond in a way that you can understand, so you yeah. can match the pattern with their yes or no answer, I and feel then like... you can match up the pattern with nothing. Huh? I feel like there's a way you could probably go about that with yes or no questions. You would establish you'd, you'd have things that you know about I don't the person. Now, the one thing that makes it hard is they didn't know who this guy was. Right, but I feel like if you knew enough about the person, you could ask yes or no questions, kind of similar to a lie detector. And but how do you know the response you're getting is a yes or no? And and you just look at the me- you just you just look at the readings and see if they change versus things you know are false and things you know are true. So then when you move the things right. that you don't know, you can compare it against that baseline. Right, but you have no way to interpret the response you're seeing as a yes or a no, like. Either way, you can't tell if he's thinking about fucking ice cream at that moment or... Uh, well, they did make it clear that he can hear, and I don't know why, but they the did. two medical doctors agreed that he could hear, 
everything they're saying. Yeah. So when his mom walks in later, they can. Yeah, and I not feel like that if, if you so the, so he's aware of what's going on and, and conscious, even though he's not able to respond. But his brain, you know, I mean, I, I don't yeah, know. Maybe I guess his I didn't have brain a is just like it. I hate you, not not a yes or no, just like I hate you or I'm dying or extreme pain, sure. like any of those things would trigger responses from the brain that's what i'm saying you'd have to go through a bunch of yes or no questions and and like i'm saying if you got no good result but you know it's a show about aliens we need uh jenny to write in and tell us she works with the brain yeah who jenny oh oh, oh, from breaking bad yeah Yeah, she's a neuro yeah she she's a neuropsych yeah. We'll have her watch all five of these terrible episodes. <laughs> Tell and, us what's wrong with give, it. Give, give us the, the, the professional view of, of, of what's going on here. Uh, okay. Anyway, um, Mulder shows up at the airport. Einstein hands him two pills, implying that they're psilocybin. Mm-hmm. He believes her, and they they walk off. Uh, and then a special agent shows up at the hospital to say there's bomb threat on the hospital, and they should all leave. They evacuate the building, and a nurse turns off the life support for this guy. Uh, Mulder and Einstein show up and interrupt her, and she turns the machines back on. She leaves, but not before she talks a lot of shit about a lot of shit. Immigrants, the UN, uh, refugees. Taking her jobs. uh, It's typical bullshit. Sure, sure. From people who are racist. Yeah, and you know that's the other thing is I think Chris Carter thought he's clever by saying, "Oh, there's a the hospital's being threatened to be bombed." Uh, you know, this is uh, American reverse domestic terrorism, and I'm like, "Yeah, but you've also established that this shadowy evil Muslim is trying to kill this guy, so why wouldn't I just assume it's him trying to bomb the hospital to silence a person who's already silenced?" Right. Like, I I, I have no idea what he was trying to do with that. There's a what I thought was a really funny line in this scene, which is where they're talking about like, uh, Oh, he's going to die. He's going to go to heaven and get his 72 virgins. Uh, and Scully is like, sounds like torture to me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, but I think she was responding to the fact that they're just keeping him alive as long as he wants. I thought it was also about the 72 virgins. Oh, uh, that'd be like having 72 virgin dudes is probably different than having 72 virgin girls. Like I those, think, I honestly, seventy-two virgins. I don't understand. Like I, right? I think know. that was the joke. Like they're not going to be good at what I mean, they're that's doing. A, that's an old worn joke to give me the give me give me the nasty person that knows their way around the bed versus the person that's probably self conscious and is afraid this is going to hurt or they're going to embarrass themselves. Like, and nah, nah, that's not a good time. That's not a good. That's not a good freak. Right. Right. That's what she was getting at, I thought. Oh, well, I didn't get that because I didn't feel like Scully was that kind of person. I did think the one thing that was super funny to me was uh, not Scully saying, these are extremely potent, so I'd only take one until you had experience with the other. And you see Mulder take the one pill, and then as she's, you know, arguing with this nurse, he slips, he just, like, casually slips the other one. Yeah. Like, fuck your medical advice. I'm blasting my skull off. I mean, it's not going to kill you, so go for it. <laughs> I mean, other than getting hit in the street by a car. Uh, anyway, during the previous scene... <laughs> no shit, right? Yeah. During the previous scene, we saw that Mulder took the pills. Uh, the nurse tells Einstein that her partner just left, and we get this tripping scene that starts with line dancing and ends with uh, the terrorist, the the incapacitated guy saying something to Mulder. Yeah, he's the... Which... Is that... I, hmm. 
to me, his mother is like the Virgin Mary, and he's mm-hmm. like the baby Jesus. Mm-hmm. Is that not offensive to cast Muslims in that religious iconography? I'm not sure. Like, and I'm not sure who it's offensive to? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't care for any of those things, so it's not offensive to me. No, but I'm just but saying. But I'm sure it could be to someone, yeah. Uh, and I, I did, you know, despite myself, I thought it was super funny. The whole magic mushroom rings and him line dancing, mm. just him grooving down the hospital walls. Like, David Duchovny <laughs> was having a good time. Yep. I was kind of having a good time. Uh, <laughs> and we see the uh, the three conspiracy theorists the lone gunmen are there having the fun at the the country western pg rated titty bar uh skinner's there in a cowboy hat he's having a good time skinner's there and smoking man's there i did like him when he's i I thought that fake scully strapping him to the table and whipping him was too much but i did like the fact that she was trying to get him to say woo (laughs) okay say woo you know because that's the atheist term for bullshit essentially And, that was his and, safe and word. Say, love it. Love it. Yeah, it's, I thought that was pretty funny. And then going right to the cigarette man, whipping him mm-hmm. on the river sticks or misery or whatever it was. I thought that was yeah. good. But then it finally got around to him talking to this young man, nowhere near him. Not I, And I, I don't know where you, I honestly don't know where you're getting this whole she didn't give him acid thing. I, I I don't know where the text. I can't or subtext. quote you the actual line, but it's later. It's it's after all this. I know happens, what scene you're talking, talking about. In the airport, but I I didn't get the. I thought that she was kind of mystified by the whole thing too. But I, I maybe I I missed an obvious joke there. I don't know. Uh yeah, I'm I'm not sure. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Anyway, uh, so I I don't know whether you thought that scene was out of place or not. I enjoyed it. I uh, thought it was fun. In isolation, it's it's fun, and I can see it yeah. being like, you know, that, that five minutes on YouTube is going to be pretty fun for X-Files fans in the next decade or two. Sure. Uh, then we get a short terrorist. David Duchovny dies. That's, uh, that's, on the C- that's on the CNN B footage they're rolling as they're talking about his career, right? That and him in a red Speedo, sure. <laughs> that pool scene. Yeah, that's, uh, that's one for the obit. That I've seen far too many times now as I was doing my research last week. Sure. Uh, so we get the short terrorist training slash pep talk scene. It's he's he's psyching these people up to do what they got to do. Yep. And then we go back to the hospital. Uh, Miller and Scully see some activity on the terrorist monitor, and that's kind of just it. Is are we got to the point where Mueller? We find out that Mueller, Mueller, uh, Mulder, Miller, or Miller, Miller. Okay, you can't say well, Mueller, Mueller because that's yeah. very confusing. Uh, the Miller handily speaks Arabic. Uh, I don't remember when they tell us that, but yes, you I, should know at some point that did, he does. Did, at this point, like I was so uh, out of this episode that I just rolled my eyes so hard because, of course, of course, we'd invent some bullshit reason for this guy to speak Arabic flawlessly. Why wouldn't they? They didn't even need it. Like that's the thing; they could have had his mom come out and say, "This is what that means." Yeah, or they didn't need him to speak Arabic. I just I don't know. Like I feel like if you're gonna you're gonna have something that convenient, you have to introduce it before it's the moment that you need. You know, kind of like uh, wait, but that's not even convenient. That just makes sense that his mom would speak that. No, I'm talking about this agent speaking Arabic. Oh, okay. Like he needed to put his yeah. bona fides out early, way earlier in the episode, so it doesn't seem as damn convenient. I'm not sure that he didn't. I mean, somewhere kinda, along how, the way, I you knew know how that he stupid did, and... it is in Jurassic Park, where the, the girl in the right. pigtail says, "This is Unix. I know I this." Know this. Uh-huh. 
Imagine if they had never established the fact that she is a quote unquote hacker. Uh-huh. Like that line just comes out of nowhere. I love Unix. I know this. Like it's even stupider, right? That's sure. essentially what Chris Carter did here. This is yeah. Arabic. I know this. I think that's what he did. I know it's what he did. Like I needed I needed him reciting yeah. his dossier earlier in the episode or Mul- or Mulder looking at it like, "Oh, you served in the Baghdad branch of Why would the FBI be in Baghdad? I don't know." Well, I, hmm. yeah, I, I don't know. I thought the FBI guys were purely domestic. Uh, yeah, but surely they could use somebody who speaks Arabic if they're fighting domestic terror cells. Yeah, yeah, but I thought they specifically said that he was in the branch in Baghdad or Kabul or one of those things. Oh, really? I missed that. Yeah, this is what, uh, this is the kind of analysis you get when I'm this far out of the episode. Yeah, that's <laughs> the problem. Is I really didn't care so much for yeah, this episode. Yeah. I was more like. Mouth agape, hoping they didn't do what I thought they were going to do. Right. Which is just make this really kind of cheesy, straight-up terrorist. Right. Terrorist or bad in case sort of thing. Right. Which they didn't, but only just, barely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Mulder wakes up. Skinner blows him some shit about his shroom request. Says, this is the end of you, Mulder. You're never going to work in this town again. He's like, eh, I, it, was a, it was a placebo. Mm-hmm. Einstein says that. Um, he says it couldn't be true because he talked to this guy, this terrorist. Unfortunately, he was speaking Arabic, so I can't tell you what he was saying. That's a shame. It's a real shame. Uh, and then on the way out, the terrorist mother shows up. They bring her to see her son. She goes on about her son not being able to go through with the bombing, which you can believe or not believe, depending on how metaphysical you want to get here. Uh, Shiraz, who we find out his name in this scene, Mm -hmm. dies, and Mulder remembers what he said during his trip. They translate it to Babylon the Hotel. Yep. Big year for Babylon Hotels. What was the other one? This leftovers, which I guess technically oh, is right. last year. That's right. Big two years right. for Babylon Hotels. <laughs> Big century. Anything you want. I thought of leftovers and then this and the, the, the quality gave me a whiplash. Like, oh, like yeah. Just, just want to cry. Can we can we get more leftovers soon, please? Uh, no, no, we can't. In a year, <laughs> it's be or so. a while. Uh, anything you want to say about this scene? This mom? Nope. Okay. Nope. There, you make the connection there between the mother Mary or whoever was on that boat and uh-huh. the mom because they're both wearing similar shit, uh, which ties into the mother love comments later on in the episode near the end. Uh, but the cops raid the Babylon Hotel. They find the terrorist cell and arrest them all. Which, on what pretext? Transcendental communication. Mulder the word of an FBI Mul- agent. Mulder's drug tip. Re- <laughs> Mulder's LSD, fake LSD trip yielded the following actual actionable intelligence. Yep. They took that to a judge. He called, no, he just called up <laughs> the men who stare at goats. And they did it. They just went in there and raided. Sure, sure. <laughs> That's what that's what they did. The Ministry of Goats came in, put LSD in all their eggs and all their coffees, and the FBI was just signing rainbow colored search warrants the whole afternoon. Right. Uh. Uh, so Einstein questions how the placebo could have worked with uh, with Miller at the airport, and this is the line where I thought it she was because she looks confused and said he goes, "What did you do?" And she goes, "Remarkably, I did nothing, and remarkably, it worked." Like, that's not the line yeah. of a person who's the evil genius that actually did slip him 
magic mushrooms. Yeah, maybe I'm misinterpreting it. Maybe he's talking more about, oh, did you actually do nothing? You planted this seed of thought in his head right. and like that that power of suggestion. I don't, I don't know. Of course, the word, you know, we talked about, we coincidentally had a long talk over lunch on Monday about the word remarkable. Right. Like the word remarkable is the most worthless uh, superlative of all time. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that you remark on something makes it remarkable. And by saying something is unremarkable, you just automatically made it remarkable because you made a <laughs> remark on it. Sure. Sure. There you go. And and we were talking about how it compares to notable. Sure. Notable is at least something you want to remember. Yeah, like that's that's <laughs> you're writing down. You're making a note of it. Like, right. Ah, right here. It's notable. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Miller. So, so Scully shows up at Mulder's house and they walk and talk a lot about um, the Tower of Babel and how humanity can be brought back together. And Scully suggests that Mulder open his heart and listen, just like the prophets, and then he hears trumpets blowing from nowhere. Mm-hmm. God, can I just say, divine trumpets sound pretty bad. Like, if that's the trumpet music in heaven, no I've heard better you. trumpets, sure. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of kind of out of tune, atonal sort of thing. It's Well, you're not, no. you're not meant to understand it. It's all mystery. Maybe it sounds better in heaven. Maybe the atmosphere, like uh, something breaks yeah, up yeah, the yeah. sound and... Yeah, it's like Harry Potter opened up that mermaid <laughs> egg, and it sounded like screeching bullshit on land, but you listen to it underwater, and it's melodious mermaid talk. Is that a real thing? That's a real thing. Okay. Hey, man, you're talking about the magic of a mother's love. I just, I go right to Harry Potter. Like, okay, that's that's the world I'm living in now. I'm just sure. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Plus, I, Mugwump is very close to, to uh, Muggle. I think uh, Chris Carter wrote this under the influence of Harry Potter. Maybe so. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Although I looked it up, Mugwump is actually kind of a a slur against a particular type of Republican back in the, the Grover Cleveland days. Oh wow! Like, what the fuck is 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 Mulder dropping Mugwump on us for? because uh, she was being closed minded. I don't know. But again, that's like that's the Grover Cleveland man, right? I, he probably read it in some conspiracy book somewhere. Like he's Maybe. reading about old, old shit in America. I just wish I just wish we'd gotten the Mugwump reference in episode three, so that I could say that he it was the mm. first X Files reference to serve two non consecutive episodes. That's a sick Grover Cleveland reference, man. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Okay. I hate it when I have to explain my humor to the co-host. It's it's fun. It's fine if people out in the audience don't get it, but when it doesn't land across the table, I mean, there's I, no recovery from that. My Grover Cleveland trivia just isn't on point. I'm sorry. Yeah. Now, if I was it's Chris my Carter, fault, really, if, if we were doing a Chris Carter type of episode, we just leave that in the podcast. We wouldn't edit it out and pretend it was actually something quality. Oh, we're not going to do that. <laughs> oh shit, we are running a Chris Carter <laughs> podcast. I forgot. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything you want to say about this? This come together now this, sort of message? Dude, I wrote two sentences on this final scene. It's love and hate, how to reconcile the two. Because it's... Yes. It's, it's a fairly it's non-nuanced the, point with yeah, a lot of flowery language. Yeah. Yeah. Like someone did, you know, uh, I was introduced to the phrase purple prose a while back. Yeah, yeah. This is purple prose. Right. This is just flowery bullshit to, to describe. I mean... I know it makes me self-conscious because I sometimes I feel like on a lot of podcasts I make a bunch of obvious points about philosophy. You're nodding your head yeah. vigorously. No, we totally do. Yeah, both I'm, of us. Yeah, and I'm like, is this what? <laughs> is this how I sound? 
Is this how I sound when I start talking about politics Probably. and religion? Like, oh, Jesus, I'm embarrassed for myself. <laughs> Bring on the heavenly horns. Just, 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 uh, just censor everything I'm about to say. Right. So that's it. That's the end of the episode. Uh, I, I don't know. I thought the the one last point on this episode that I thought was kind of cool is those caved-in head effects were really... Yeah, no, really sure. disturbing. The, they the were on dudes, point. The dudes on fire running around outside. That was yeah. her, that was genuinely horrific uh, bombing. They've been really good with their effects lately. Uh, this season, I thought they definitely upgraded the budget for the effects. Yeah, that is something I can say. <laughs> that's positive. All right, uh, we've got feedback, but it's 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 pretty much all bad. Okay, not the well, feedback, let's... but just the the, the content. Um, Joe Pine says, uh, what a steaming pile of crap. And I say this as one of the biggest X-Files fans around. Maybe not worst five, but certainly one of the worst 15 episodes in the entire series for sure. If Darren Morgan's episode is fan service done right, this is fan service done wrong. It's like someone Mm. took Darren Morgan's brain and replaced the part where he does subtlety and replaced it with dad jokes module. It's like someone put him in an MRI and tried to read the episode out of his brain. And then they took the part where he thinks about the human condition and replaced it with a very special episode of CNN's Crossfire featuring Paul Begala and Tucker Carlson. Okay. First, the young versions of Mulder and Scully. Okay, idea and principle, but remove all subtlety and fun, and this is what you get. Not only do they have similar roles, they also have similar looks, similar ways of talking to each other, and the scientist one has to be named Einstein. This is a bad laugh track away from being a Chuck Lore comedy special, with all dad jokes included, including Fifty Shades references and Badonkadonk. Oh God! Country music has gotten so bad. I mean, no, no, no. Starting well, look, look, with "Achy Breaky Heart," look, it's all just gone down. If you judge pop pop music by Justin Bieber, then all I mean, don't right, right. Don't, but this don't is judge mainstream country, country. By, by, but it's top this forty is, country. It's mainstream. It's okay, mainstream fine, country. Fine. So Most when you're talking about country crap, when you're talking about country music or pop music or rock music, you talk about the mainstream for the most part. But that's like that's the thing. Like uh, the person who was buzzing my hair today wanted to engage me about music, and oh, all music sucks today. And I'm like, that's no, not it true. Doesn't. That is absolutely not true. The mainstream shit you're listening to is stupid. You turn and on the radio, all, it's going to suck. Also, lady, right. the mainstream shit you listened to back in the day was stupid. Yeah, yeah, it was. Oh yes, it was. Right. Like I, I don't make me go back and play the hits, you know. Sure. Uh, so yeah, but Donka Donk, terrible song. Mm. Mm. Honky Tonk, but Donka Donk. Yeah, I, I, I heard that. So was were we? It makes were me want to Were we kayaking? Die. And some fucking oh, it white trash yeah. regalia came down with the giant boombox, and like we're like fuck, I, I, I want to aggressively paddle as far away from this shit. As I can. I think it might have been like on the shore, like someone was having a backyard party, oh, like a river party. I just remember, like, my God, I'm trying to enjoy nature. I'm having a good time. I'm getting some exercise, and I'm I'm listening to offensively bad country. Uh-huh. The worst. Yeah, it was terrible. It's like, and I'd say the same. Like if they get fucking gloom metal or something, like get get that shit out of my water, man. Uh, Manhattanic uh, says, "Dear God, that was painful. The season can't end quickly enough. I'm glad there's only one more episode. I was embarrassed mm-hmm. for the actors." For the characters, I could wonder what those marks on Mulder's chest meant, but that means I have to think about this again. I don't want to. And that pullback showing off the Earth, I so wanted to see the Simpsons slobbering aliens. That would have been pretty funny. Pullback showing the Earth. Yeah, when they zoomed way out and it just showed the the blue marble floating in space. So. Oh, oh. That's the traditional Halloween episode right. where you see Clark and Zarkson or whatever their names slavering about, whatever. Or the opening to Contact. Yeah, uh, the marks on Mulder's chest. 
that means well, it could, did, your, did his mind make it real? Right. It could or couldn't have meant. Like maybe he got hit by something while he was not tripping. The honky tonk, padonka donk bouncer threw him out by his nipples. Right. I don't know. Right. <laughs> he hit his collarbone on sure. a man's cowboy hat and just started screaming woo for some reason. Right. Uh, Dances with Wookiees said, I just kept getting madder and madder as the episode went on. That was horrible. I felt like I was watching Chris Carter have a conversation with himself in that last scene. I'm a huge fan. I just watched all nine seasons this past year. They really fucked this up, and I'm left with the worst statement anyone could make. It could have been so much better. Hmm. Uh, Elisa, Carter has ruined the X-Files for me. Ugh. All right, well, don't let this taint the original X Files too much. I mean, he, do you do? You, would you have said that about seasons eight and nine of the X Files? A lot of people did that. It ruined the X Files. Uh, that it was a well, no, I don't think okay. it ruined. Well, that's but, what I mean. Like, but if you go into something that like was so far below par, and then you come on, you you go away for a decade, and you come back for this special six episode event, I can see a lot of people like, no, I'm kind of done with the X Files. You yeah, you would hope for more. Like you've always got hey, you've always got the 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 classic six or seven there on Netflix, and they they hold right. up because I've been watching. It that's before. what I mean. Like you can ruin the X Files going forward, but it's not gonna yeah, it's not gonna taint the the first. I, I wonder few if seasons. there's. You know, kind of, I kind of like Star Wars, I guess. Like, the prequels it's, it's single-handedly extinguished my love for Star Wars, and I haven't been really active since. Right. But the new one comes out, and my kid's into it, and he's drawn, and now I'm, like, totally legit Star Wars fan. So it's like... And it doesn't make the originals worse. I guess this is going to be our the taste left in our mouth until yeah. hopefully the next time. Until Miller and Einstein come back for season 11. Right. I wonder... I, I really am curious to see... Uh, what Kumail will say about this if he says anything about it. It might take him years to get to this because apparently he's not covering these uh, as, you know, contemporarily. I mean, it might be an interesting creative choice to just not like, hey, I was in these X-Files. I don't feel like it's appropriate for me to comment on and That'd be a very political thing to say. But, hmm. you know. I feel like he could get away with that for the episode he was in. It's kind of like when I hear Adam Savage talk about working on the Star Wars prequels. Like, there's never been a huger gap between how excited you were to start a project and how bummed you were about it when it came out. Right. And, like, I wonder if Kumail's like, oh, man, I'm going to star in a Darren Morgan X-File, and it's going to be, oh, there's weird monsters, and, oh, Mulder's being... So-. And then you see how that fits in with the overall revival arc, and you're a serious, hardcore, celebrity X-Files fan. It's got to be a lot of yeah. a lot of mixed emotions there. And when he gets to it in 2035, uh, uh-huh. gets to season 10 finally. I think he's in like season four right now and doesn't seem like he's going to cover them, jump ahead to cover them. So yeah. maybe he'll get there eventually. Uh, great will be. And I feel sorry for you because you got some some guff on this on the forums. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. People are angry. I did? For no, what? No, Gradle. The great. Oh. I'm apologizing to the, 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 them. Uh, I guess okay. this is going to be another Spectrum episode because I thought it was glorious. The last two episodes have been a real bacon got had real bacon gauntlety endings, but what that's a ham fisted joke that I used to like making a break Breaking Bad uh, run. But what a fun ride! Everything about Mulder's trip was perfect. I also really liked Einstein, Miller, and their pairings with Mulder and Scully. Every redheaded scientist and brown haired believer should end up together. Ultimately, the nostalgia and emotions landed for me in ways I wasn't expecting. When Einstein let her hair down and gave Mulder that look at, or sorry, Miller. That look at the end of the day, it was the most tropey romantic comedy thing in the world, but it worked. Einstein and Miller are Mulder and Scully by proxy, so watching them bond 
kind of brought back the original joy of watching Mulder and Scully in the 90s. I don't know. It's a weird amalgam of emotions that work for me. I'm also an unabashed Lauren Ambrose fan from Six Feet Under, so that helps as well. Duchovny has never donned the cowboy hat in history until now. The lone, man, lone gun back together after 15 years. The smoking man as a slave driver in a musical scene. The vaguely Jackson Brown song playing while Einstein Miller con, uh, connected in the day. All good stuff. Uh, I mean, that is an opinion. And there's also people on Reddit <laughs> like, you know, today I saw my first. Did anyone else really like the last night's episode thread started? So no. you're not alone. The truth is out there. I I I couldn't I couldn't get down on it. Uh, I I recognize what you're saying about the charms of the episode, and I, it's an open question about whether some of the other stuff was divorced from it. Whether I could appreciate that stuff more, my right. gut tells me I still think it's a bit too much. But you know, subjectively, I think we can all agree to disagree on that. Yeah, it, I think it had a little too much of that. Oh no, factor to me, like. I see that opening scene and I'm just going, I'm starting to cringe. I'm see, preparing to cringe. It, it really didn't cross my mind that they would do something like this, something so uninteresting and tone deaf. Like I was Yeah, really... I guess the first time I saw the opening scene, I was like, okay, this has got to be something more to it than, yeah. than what they're doing here. Halfway through, I realized they're not, and I'm, I'm, that, then sure. I start cringing. I'm like, yep. oh no. Yep. yep. And then when you go back and watch it again, those, like, and yeah. then I'm just immediately from the jump, like, oh, yeah. God. It's like, what are they trying to tell with this and this guy's story? And what am I supposed yeah. to feel? Like, yuck. Yeah. Yeah. That, that really put a, a the kibosh on my enjoyment of it. Well, I'm bummed because I certainly feel like the last episode, My Struggle Part 2, uh, is, is going to be fighting an uphill battle for my affection. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I kind of expected, I, you know, there was a part of me that, that thought that the X-Files revival could be kind of a train wreck, could be all over the map. But, man, it's just, I, I ugh. I don't know, man, because the first episode is not exactly the strongest. Mm -hmm. And if we're getting back to that myth arc after four weeks of going away from it, which is, again, super puzzling to me. Yeah, it's super puzzling. Um, We talked a little bit last episode about what we kind of were hoping for these final two episodes. And then maybe William would factor into them a little bit. But it doesn't seem like, aside from a comment and a necklace, that's going to happen. Now, William's got to come back next week. If William's not coming back next week, then wow, wow. Yeah. We might skip it. We might just be just just come on and have the celestial horns playing for 30 <laughs> right. seconds, slowly fade out. <laughs> and if you know, that's that's <laughs> that's your signal that it's Armageddon time. It's it's the end times. End yeah. We're done. We're done. We're out. We should. What we should do is the we four should just are riding. do instead of doing a podcast on that episode, do a podcast that's a review of End of Days with Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like that. something we would do. Uh, sure, sure. Yeah, anyway, maybe we, but maybe we go one level meta and just pick the worst Arnold Schwarzenegger movie ever. Oh boy, Last Action Hero. Except for I kind of like Last Action Hero. Uh yeah, Last, Last Action, Action Hero, Hero cool. works on a lot of parody levels. Plus, it's got uh, you know Daddy Lannister in it, the height of his powers. Yeah, it'd be a real tough one to try and pinpoint a worst ep- a worst movie. Man, for him. he's done some stinkers. Sure, 
Sure. Uh, what's the one where you got pregnant? Doctor Daddy, Doctor Mommy, Mommy not, Doctor. Not twins. No, that's uh, that's another. It's the Danny DeVito one. Was that bad or not? I saw that when I was so young. I don't remember. And Danny DeVito is pretty funny. Just you know, let alone making him the twisted cast-off brother of the <laughs> physical perfection as Arnold. Right. I mean, that's just kind of. I feel like that's a, at least a worthy premise. I'd have to revisit it before declaring. But uh, right. Arnold Schwarzenegger as a fertility scientist that gets pregnant—that's got to be up there. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. We'll we'll talk about it. We'll see how it goes. All right. Uh, it's, if you want to send in f- uh, feedback, as always, we're listening. X-Files at baldmove.com and on the forums, forums.baldmove.com. <sighs> we'll see you next week, guys. Yep. See you then.